Hi there. How's everybody doing this Tuesday? I guess we're moving into October like they said that the, we would. And we're moving into the, uh, I think we're actually early if you want to know the truth about it. I think we're moving into the battle between the serpent and the snake or the serpent and the eagle. Excuse me. Serpent and the eagle <clears throat> early. But if you're a front runner, you should actually be into the new into that brand new level already already through your door you probably did it about two months ago that's the good news for you if you're a true front runner so hey good afternoon everybody hi cynthia how are you doing this afternoon sorry i'm very very late it's been a day it's been a great day actually but it's just been a busy day so we just want to invite you guys to our conversation sorry i'm a little bit late getting some teaching stuff together for our teams and stuff like that but i want to Thank you guys for joining us this afternoon. Um, and you'll probably catch us on the replay. I'm cool to go with that. That's cool. But yeah, that's where you should be. That's actually where you should be right now is if you're moving upward, if you're if you're moving tracking with other ministries and things like that, most of these people are in the fight right now. And hopefully, because this is the, I think it was the, the Feast of Trumpets that we just came out of, Yom Kippur. And so that was yesterday. Or what was it? Uh, was it Monday? Or was it today? I don't remember. But anyhow, end of the year. So you should be moving through that new place in C4, <clears throat> trying to get into the fourth chamber of God's heart. Now, I told you this is where the exponential angelic movement starts happening. It's my favorite time of the year, actually, because I love Christmas. I love the angelic and, and, and calling on the angels and moving with the angels and stuff like that. So Keep a pad and paper beside your bed from now on until the, the January 1, uh, because there's going to be a lot. I think God's going to be talking a lot to people. Uh, but again, for front runners now, your walk's a little bit different. <clears throat> if you're a true front runner, you should be at least two months ahead, maybe even more, depending upon how fast you climb in the spirit. Um, I know that for our teams right now, we've already moved through the door. I think we moved through our door about a, two months ago. And so it's interesting right now to find, and, and what's a depiction of that? How do you know that? Um, how do you know that? Because you should have moved deeper into God's love and his ability to love. And so not and not to be a negative Nelly, but along with that, what's happened as well is that you're probably experiencing a lot more darkness coming up around you. So that's that's the pros and the cons that come with the turf. So that's where we're at. Um, what's witchcraft hitting you with right now? <clears throat> Let me tell you the name of the 15 minute rev today. 15 minute rev is called crossing over overcoming tyranny hey guys good afternoon i know i'm really late um overcoming tyranny or it's saying no fretting no hey season burger good afternoon it's good to see everybody but no fretting um and back to love he's talking about getting back to love and so again the depiction and how you know where you're at even though if you're fatigued and i'm going to get into this conversation here in a second too you know that you've entered into the higher dimensions of god's seven spirits by the fact that you're able to love people more easily. And I'm not saying everybody, because not everybody's easy to love. Not everybody's easy to love. I'm going to get into that here in a second, too. And and God's got messages for those people, too. But and it's because the darkness is getting darker and the light is getting lighter. And so for people that are called in Christ, the spirit should be bearing witness with the spirit in them. If you're moving with the same, the right group of people, <clears throat> hopefully you're moving up higher into deeper levels of love. But if you're moving and you're getting caught up in the fire, now remember I told you about C2. Lord, the Lord yesterday talked to me. I, I was studying my Bible. I'd gone to have late lunch yesterday, and I was sitting out the park and studying my Bible. And the Holy Spirit started talking to me about Israel and how there were two groups of people in Israel. 
Only two. Only two. And one had they both gone through fiery testings. Now remember, that's all our whole walk has been about, right? It's fiery testings. So if you've gone through fiery testings, you can either get better with God or you get bitter. If you've gotten bitter, that means you've gotten stiff necked. You usually have gotten hardened, hard hearted to where it's harder for you to enter in. It's harder for you to love. Probably you're more prone, you're more prone to getting angrier more easily. And don't get me wrong either, because I know that when we move into deeper levels of love, those people, <laughs> they get more passionate. We get more passionate. And so, I mean, I know for me, I'm a passionate person anyway, but you should be coming alive in Christ. Okay. You should be coming alive to how you feel and the emotions of Christ. And that doesn't mean making excuses and getting stuck in negative emotions, but you do have righteous indignation. So I'm going to bring that truth along with the negative side too, to let you weigh the two of them for you to discern. But, and there is, there is injustice that's happening right now with a lot of different people that are dealing with the darkness, getting darker on people. So you're seeing a lot of the stuff manifest. And so take a chill pill. We're going to take a breath together. You like the background? Kind of fun, huh? Kind of groovy. <laughs> groovy. I like it too. I like those little guys. I think they're really, really cute. And I found them and it's like one of my favorite movies that's out. I know it's kind of old, but I still think they're as cute as they can be. Hey, Sonia. Hey, everybody. It's good to see everybody. I hope they made you laugh though. But I thought it was kind of groovy. I mixed a little bit of the 70s, <laughs> the vibe with the Minions, the new. Anyway, I need to stay on track. Let's get back on track. <laughs> Enjoy the Minions. So anyway, so what are we heading, what are we heading into right now? We're heading into fire, Holy Ghost fire. So for those of you who've been obedient and you're coming forward, hey, good afternoon, guys. You're coming forward. You should be coming forward into Holy Ghost fire. Okay. Which means you're probably incurring a little bit more backlash. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm just going to encourage you, breathe, breathe going to be okay. Always okay. It's always okay with God. God makes everything okay. And, and, and going back to my conversation at the park yesterday, cause I didn't finish. Um, but he told me about the two people groups. Okay. I told you about those who've got stiff neck, those who, uh, got better. They got more tenderized by the fire. And remember, if you know anything about C2, C2 comes with strange fire and it comes with Holy ghost fire. Okay. So hopefully you passed and God, used it as a refining process for you to bring all your crap to the surface. Let's call it what it is. That's what it is. Demonic mess where God can get you free and you were faithful to get deliverance when God put his finger on things. So if the older we get, it gets more difficult to go through deliverance. I think unless you're paying attention, unless you're like, I want to say even proactive about getting free because I mean, that's our predominant goal within this ministry is to help people get free and to step into a better version of themselves. So we're always taking people through deliverance ministry to help you become the best you possible. But in the conversation I had with the Lord yesterday, it was interesting to me because <clears throat> he was telling me how there were two groups in Israel and one got more stiff necked, the other one got more free and they got more tenderized to love. Therefore they were allowed to enter in. But for the people that didn't, they incurred judgment because usually those are the ones causing problems for everybody else because of their fears and whatnot, totally um, consuming everything around them where God says, now when judgment hits, because remember we're in a time of judgment right now too. Don't be that person that said, I told you so. The Lord said, let me tell them I told you so. 
That's what he told me yesterday. So I thought, wow, okay, so we're right on track right now. And um, I hope you guys uh, are tracking right on out of the old into the new as we step into October. We've got about three more days left of this month, and then I can already feel the heat heating up. So we've got a lot of uh, satanic holidays coming up. I'll be announcing those on Friday so you guys know how to pray and intercede. A um, lot of stuff coming up. We've got a lot. Of, and this is a high season too. C4 is a high season between the holy angels and the unholy. So whatever we come out of, like the high holy days, Feast of Trumpets, head of the year, then they're going to counter with, with October 31st. Okay. So that's, that's, there's always a counter and then another counter. That's how the demonic works. And so we're stepping into the move of God right now. Higher dimensions of God. Hope you're faring well. Hope you moved into higher firepower. If you have not, you need to revisit uh, the Lord. You need to go back and find out, Lord, what's keeping me back? What's holding me back? Because you should be coming into deeper love. Your faith doesn't work without love. No love, no faith, no faith, and your prayers don't get answered. That's per Kenneth Copeland, sight sourcing him. And so it's important for us to stay aligned right now. It's important, very, very important to stay aligned, which takes us into the message today of Isaiah 51, 1 through 53, 12. And it's talking about being strengthened in faith where God doesn't break his promises. And so what I'm sensing, thank you, Holy Spirit. What I'm sensing right now is that that's driving me crazy. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh, I know what it was. Hang on one second. Let me shut that down. Because that's going to keep doing that unless I shut it down. Okay. Just shut that down. Thanks, God. It won't distract me with my little ADHD thing going there. So, but what we're finding now is that a lot of these testings that we've all been going through, I don't know about you, but I've been watching um, the Lord really, really um, show up constantly, like every day, every day showing me, hey, this is the way you're on track. Hey, this is the way walking in it, even good and bad days, because I'm going to tell you, honestly, it's been tough. It's been really, really tough to deal with a lot of this warfare on this new level and acclimating. Remember, new level, new devil. So we're having to acclimate to the new level, the higher levels of warfare, and we don't need to make enemies of each other. Okay. So if you're getting into friendly fire, God's got you in his crosshairs. He's like, eh, eh. that's not love. That's not my way. So we're having to, now that doesn't mean you don't have the right to defend yourself either. You've got the right to defend yourself, but the Lord has got us in this new place now where we're learning about what love does, what love looks like, feels like, sounds like all the above. And we're stepping into this new place together, learning how to war on this new level together. And um, I believe that God is teaching us how to move forward in it despite the darkness. So that's what comes when you come higher into the spirit of God. The enemy gets really, really angry. He doesn't want you there because he knows that once you step into these higher dimensions, you're going to be able to kick him up through, you know, into here in high heaven. Basically, <laughs> he knows that he's, he's going to get a, a whooping real hard. So. This is where we're at. God has entered us into the crossing over process as we speak. And during this time, he's readying those hearts who would choose to go higher into his presence in the seven spirits of God. Um, I've already told you about the front runners. You've already moved in to higher, probably the higher levels as you're probably about two months ahead. If you're a true front runner, hopefully, hopefully you are. Um, and it's interesting to me as we come back closer to God's heart, Lord saying, you'll begin to see where you stand. Okay, I'm going to say that again. You'll be able to see where you're standing if you've gotten stiff-necked or if you've gotten more tenderized. And you know if you've done that by the way that you're reacting. If you're reacting in darkness, old ways of thinking, 
or do you resent uh, the new thing that God is doing or the people that res- that are carrying it, things like that. You know, because it's funny as we get older to me, I know it's hard. Change is hard. It's very, very hard. And I think that as we get older, we like things to stay the same. But the problem with that is if, if God stayed, because God is the same, saved today, yesterday, and day forever. But if he allowed the seasons to stay the same, we'd never accomplish anything. And so we need to move with the cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night. And I really, really believe right now that the Lord is moving so fast that it's, it's hard to keep up with him. It's really, really hard. And so he's just like moving and shaking and moving. And, and so I can barely keep up enough with the teachings for our team to keep us on the same page that he's on spiritually because it's so fast. Like I've never seen God move this fast in my whole life. So if you've gotten behind though, again, the way to tell that is if you've held on to the flesh a little bit more, that's, what's going to make it hard for you to operate in the things of the spirit. And so if people don't like change, but it's not bad for you, change is good for you. Change is good for you. It's going to move you into the safety zone. If you want to know the truth about it, where God is able to actually, he's able to protect you, which is what he wants to do because he loves you. So into the message. How would the Lord is saying right now, if you find yourself reacting instead of responding um, and staying stuck there, you're constantly reacting, reacting, reacting. The Lord wants you to ask yourself because anger is a symptom of fear. Okay. It's only a symptom. The Lord's asking you, what are you afraid of? First of all, and I was going to actually go into the people groups, but I opted against that because I didn't want to get up into a different conversation about that with the church and whatnot. But there are different people groups and even the fourth group that's entered into the new place. That one's even split because now we have people that were operating and moving and shaking. They've begun to get stuck now, too. And so I'm like, come on, we need everybody on deck. We need everybody on deck right now with what God is trying to do in this hour. And so he's trying to get up everybody up and getting past their flesh. But everybody is reacting to the darkness on this level instead of calming down and asking the Lord, hey, Lord, what do you have to say about this? How do I how do I act? I mean, how do I interact with this and with this situation? And I'm going to get into that here in a second, too, because that's been a phenomenal test. I mean, and a teaching source for the Lord to teach me the last month of my life. He said, include me in everything. Ask me what I have to say about this situation or that situation. Ask me about it all. He said, because all it takes is one word from the Lord to break the yoke of the enemy. And so we're including him in that. But again, it doesn't include friendly fire. He doesn't want to get into friendly fire. So right now, Lord's saying, I'm moving you to a place of trusting me at deeper levels. And I'm trying to take you somewhere good. But you can't go there if you're going to demand to stay in your old grave clothes. Okay. In your old grave clothes. Remember the dinner that we were talking about having with the Lord at a five-star restaurant. You don't go to dinner with the Lord and show up any old way you please. So this new level that God's trying to enter us into is going to require you to get free from some things. Okay. And, and by the way, all the old past seasons of moving higher into the dimensions of Christ, all the old past seasons, they're nothing like this season. This is the most unique year of your life. It is the most unique year. I, could, I can't stress it enough to you where God is saying, and it's almost like the feast 
where the bridegroom comes. And I talked about it on Friday about the 10 virgins where five kept their lamps lit. The other five didn't. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. And it's almost like that. And it is like that a lot to me where the, the five virgins are the group of believers who were once moving with the fourth people group into this new place. And they've gotten, they've gotten split now because God's doing a further separating. And he's saying, you know, are you going to continue to get the grave clothes off? Because eventually you, you come to the place of your promised land, but you've still got to continue to dress correctly and, and take off the old so you can step into the new. You've got to do that because without that, you're coming before the Lord any old way you please. It's like showing up at a five-star restaurant and you look like some bum and you look like some bag lady and, and you look like, I'm not going to, you get a visual on that, right? But you show up any way you think it's okay. Oh, God's got grace for me. It's greasy grace. Oh, God doesn't care. God, yeah, he loves you. But he'll certainly have to judge you because he has to be true to himself. He is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was God and the word was God. So if God is the word, then God is saying, you know, I set the standard. It says in the word that Jesus was the standard. So if you don't meet Jesus' standard, who is Jesus? Jesus is love. He's the example of love. Hey guys, can you pray against, I got witchcraft coming at me, please. I got some people on here praying some witchcraft, if not on this conversation, but please pray against it. Thank you. God bless you people. We love you. It's all good. So anyhow, Jesus is the standard. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So if we don't meet Jesus's standard of love, then how can we expect God to allow us into the new place? That's just stuck on stupid. If you ask me. That's actually arrogance and pride and pride goes before fall. And God's like, you want to be a Uzziah? You want to be Aaron's sons? You want to come to me with your strange fire? You know how that ended up? And the Lord's saying, come on. He said, come on, if you're going to be that rebellious and you're going to be that arrogant and you're going to come at me with your grave clothes on and you're going to come at me any old way you want, come on. And he said, you'll, you'll get what you get. So this is where we're heading into this is how significant this new place is that we're moving into. And everybody is seemingly stuck in this old mindset of thinking, oh, God doesn't care. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. That's why he's having enough grace and enough mercy to leave a lot of people out in the outer courts because he doesn't want you getting judged. He can't dwell where sin is. So where does that leave us now? Where that puts us now is that, thank you very, very much, Cynthia, for that. Um, the new place right now, I think because of what people can't see and because of the positioning of the two people groups of the various people groups, we've got a lot of people freaked out that a lot of the sheep aren't prepared for this new place where we're standing and they're not prepared warfare wise to battle it. So we've got a lot of ill prepared sheep to deal with the warfare on this new level because of the, the poor jobs that have been done in times past where we've had a lot of shepherds that were doing their own thing. We've talked about that on Friday too, where God's replacing a lot of shepherds and the words are coming forth from the prophets about that. So Lord in the meantime is trying to keep the sheep from fretting and he's trying to get you to remember how good your God is. He's got you. If your heart is to get free in him, he's got you. And if you wanted to get aligned and you've been doing your best to get aligned, he said, I've got you. I've got you. Have I not been showing up every day? To show you my way, the way of Yahweh. And the Lord says, it's a new pathway that I've created to this season. 
But to travel on this pathway, you've got to dress correctly. You've got to obey. So he's making a way where there is no way. And I honestly sense that everything these days has to do with purity. Everything around me saying it. Sincerely, all my quiet time with the Lord, I mean, I'm talking to him every day. It seems like he's, he's in my quiet time. He speaks to me and he confirms his word. It's like stepping stones that he's creating as he's taking us higher. And he's saying that, you know, you got to continue being obedient. And when I put my finger on things, because Miss, you can't buck me when I'm putting my finger on things. Cause I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes when God puts his finger on stuff in us, I don't know about you. I'm just as honest as you are. And I'm just as human as you are. Sometimes it stings. Sometimes I don't like what he says to me. Sometimes I'm like, just go talk to another prophet. I don't want to talk to you right now. And I had that, I had an incident like that. It last, I guess the last couple of days, but you know, because I'm just as human as you are, but I'm not so stupid. I don't feel like that. I'm going to totally disregard him and saying, you know what? Okay. I guess, I guess I need to listen to you on this because I know that all it takes is one word from God to change his thing, to change his situation. And it never fails. And this is what I'm learning to love about him. Instead of being always afraid of like, oh, what's he going to tell me now about myself kind of a thing. It's not like that. What he's doing is he's trying to get us to be reliant upon him in everything, in everything that we do, in every situation, every relationship, every uh, confrontation with the devil, in everything. He's trying to say, Lord, what do you have to say about that? He's trying to get us to say that to him, to involve him in everything because he knows the power of his word, not your word, his words. If you're truly operating in love and you're loving at deeper levels and you're coming into a deeper love relationship with him, what should be happening is that you're the Lord on your life and his words through your life should be breaking the yoke of everything, everything. That's how you know if you're properly aligned. So that's why I sense that there's a lot of purity of heart being activated right now. And, and to me, what that tells me about God is that God's telling us to guard our hearts with all diligence because he is. If he's telling us that there's, there's a particular way to come before him, he's saying, okay, if I'm telling you that I don't like this about people coming near my heart like this, especially if you're an armor bearer for his heart, front runner, um, if you're a true front runner, then he's saying, what more do I want you to guard your heart? You don't let just anybody in your heart, do you? You don't let just anybody in your house, do you? Or in your in and around your innermost circle, do you? I would think not. If if you are being wise, you're being picky about who you're allowing to come into your inner circle. And if you're not, then you get what you get. That's just foolishness. So God is just as picky, but He's even being more so as we come closer down this narrow road, because that's God. That's how He does things. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God, and the Word was God. And the Lord says that he's, he's telling us in this season, he's not allowing people in with grave clothes or corruption, lest they become like Aaron's sons or Uzziah. The Lord says it's because it can get you killed. We need to take him seriously when he tells him stuff like this. He tells us stuff like this. And I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. I really, it's hard to wrap your head around if you, if you ask me, because I think the season that we're stepping into, I'm sensing in the spirit that it's so vastly different that and we're seeing i don't know about you but when i'm listening to the true prophets that i'm sensing the ones that are really aligned you're sensing the weighty presence on their on their on their words right now and i can name them you know when no few of them but if not if their words aren't going higher 
if their words aren't lifting off and they're getting stuck, that usually means that they're not aligned. They're not aligned with the Lord. And so this is another scripture I want to bring to your attention. We got 25. We're doing good. Another scripture that I want to include for here, for those of you who have been giving warnings from the prophets about not adhering to the true word of the Lord. And it's based on Deuteronomy 17, 12 through 13. The Lord is warning you this day. He's telling me to warn you. But he's saying the man or woman who acts presumptuously by not, it's Deuteronomy 17, 12 through 13 again, who acts presumptuously by not obeying the priest or the prophet who stands to minister there before the Lord your God or the judge, that man shall die. And it says, so you shall purge the evil from Israel and all the people shall hear and fear and not act presumptuously again. Why am I telling you that? Because we have a lot of presumption in the body right now where people think that it's all about quantity instead of quality. They think that it's all about years of service, which doesn't matter to a hill of beans. Years of service doesn't guarantee quality. It just means it could be people that have been stuck underneath an apparatus for years on end. And because that's all they've ever known, that's all they've ever taught. And so hence, we have these sheep now who are malnourished and who aren't being trained to war correctly and haven't gotten cleaned up because of what they haven't been taught. So what does the word presumption mean? I'm going to give you a definition out of Webster's Dictionary. And it states it's a noun. And it's an idea that's taken to be true and often used as the basis for other ideas, although it's not known for certain. An underlying presumption about human nature is an example of this. And the second example of this is based on uh, behavior perceived as arrogant, disrespectful, and transgressing the limits of what is permitted or appropriate. Presumption. He lifted her off the ground and she was enraged at his presumption. That's the example given to that. So apply that to where the sheep are at in the mindsets that we're dealing with right now about people, that th- what they perceive to be true, what they perceive to be appropriate in the kingdom of God versus the truth that God is trying to bring us into right now. He's trying to get us to shift. Okay, he's trying to be, make us lovers of all truth. He's trying to make us become deep lovers of truth. And if you're not, then you get what you get. So good luck. So what does that mean for us? This means that there are many in the body who presume to have known what God was going to do based on a spirit of religion, which wasn't what God meant at all. It's based on holiness. You're absolutely a hundred percent correct. And what makes you become righteous versus self-righteous? He's defining the two right now in this hour. Are you righteous, truly holy? Have you become stiff-necked and self-righteous? Staying stuck in the ways of old, which don't have any firepower. So he's trying to get us to get a liftoff. He's trying to say, hey, Houston, we've got a liftoff. He's not getting a lot of liftoffs right now. So he's trying to get our attention now to focus on what's causing the problem. He's especially focusing on leaders. And it makes some leaders get scared. I can feel their their emotions and I, I can feel them praying in the spirit sometimes when it's like, it's nothing personal. I'm telling you what he's telling me. So good to see you, Patty Ward. I'm always glad to see. You. So the dividing line of religion, it's a dividing line of religion versus the spirit of God 
which has now been activated, and we're beginning to see really who's who. That's what he's saying. He said this would happen. The prophet said this would happen. So just like the prophet said, we're beginning to see who is digressing through the battle of the serpent and the eagle and who's flying higher. Remember I told you in October, and that's my friend Chris Carter. Go check out, I'm going to cite source Chris Carter. Go check out his uh, website called the Discover the Heavens. He talks, the Lord talks to him and he has relationships with the Lord, but also not relationships, but he talks to angels. Angels have talked to him since he was a little boy. And so this is part of the new move. It's all part of the new move. And God's saying, he told us in the Bible, he said, I told you, you would command angels. And, and I remember about, uh, I want to say about 15 years ago, I had a vision where it was me and the Lord and we were standing in his chariot, me and Jesus. And I was seeing this darkness, this vast darkness starting to come forward towards me. And I was like, hey, you see that, right? And I was looking at Jesus like, oh, hey, you see that, right? And he didn't say anything. And I was, I was looking at him and I said, you see that, right? And he keeps coming closer. And I said, Lord, you see, and it's coming closer. And I'm like, Lord, you see that, right? And it's almost in my face. And I go, Jesus! And all these angels come flying past my right side and almost blew me down. And I was like, and he said, all I had to tell you, Missy, is you have, you can do all things through me. Because I told you, you'd command angels. I told you, you'd command battalions of angels. And I'm like, Pray. I go, well, you didn't have to let him get that close. That was nerve wracking. That was kind of, but it really taught me some things. Because he told the disciples before he was resurrected. Remember, we're heading into the glory. He told the disciples, when I leave, you're going to do even greater things than I. You're going to do even greater things than I. Can you imagine doing greater things than the Lord Jesus Christ? I can't imagine that. And so it's actually super exciting with where we're standing right now. If you're being obedient and getting free, I pray that you are. I really do pray that you are because that means we're all going to be in the same page together. So it's really fun when we start interacting with other people who are operating in firepower and they're, and they're actually starting to, it's fun to be around them because they're joyful and they're happy and their lives are getting better despite the darkness. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. And so, and that's why the whole, I think the whole reasoning behind the background and stuff like that, God doesn't let me do things like the church does things. And I don't answer to the church. I don't have anything in common with a lot of people from that because a lot of them are stuck in the spirit of religion. God bless them. But I mean, he's trying to shake it up a little bit. It's what he's trying to do. He's trying to shake us out of our doldrums where we start letting him move any way he wants to move and letting him outside of the box. Because that's what religion tries to do. It tries to get in, get us into this, this stuck standard way of doing things where it's the same thing every day, all day, every day. And that's why God's saying, no, I want you to ask me what I think about a thing. Allow me to move in every situation and it'll never be the same way twice. And it's always, hey, Anna, it's always different every single time. So well, you should have moved hopefully higher into the next step of your walk. If you have stepped into C4, and it means that you are starting to battle between the serpent and the snake. And my friend, again, Chris Carter, talks about that. So we're seeing who's who. We're seeing who's gotten stiff-necked or who's gotten bitter. And But Lord's saying what you don't understand is that if you've gotten stuck in C2 from 2022 thinking you're okay because you've always done things in the past this old way and it's worked, Lord's saying in this season... The only way to move forward is by getting free. That's the only way to move forward. Hallelujah. That's right. Waves of glory. So those who have complied and gotten free in last season in order to pass through the eye of God 
are finding deeper levels of love probably building up on their vessels doesn't mean you have to be a stick in the mud doesn't mean you have to be a doormat and just put up that's what's something too i think a lot of people have a problem with too is they're like oh no god's gonna expect me to be loving to all people no god got mad at people <laughs> i don't know if you remember he got really hot at people when he walked through the temple with the cat of nine tails and he he was whipping them up on one side and down the other and says hey get out of my house take your brand of love and get out you're not going to make my house a den of thieves. You're not coming in here to take uh, take uh, take advantage of my sheep and trying to sell them your wares. He wasn't buying what they were selling, basically. And he said, I'm not about your quality of what you perceive me to be and who you think I am versus who I say I am. So he's course correcting the body right now for those who will listen and who will comply. And if you're listening and complying, you're probably finding yourself getting more free. I hope that is for you. So what we're seeing now is that the darkness, if you're walking through and you hit that higher level, you're starting to see that darkness is starting to manifest on those we thought we could trust because they failed to get free in past seasons. And hence it's affecting their thinking, their actions, and their ability to move by the spirit like they once did. So people that we thought were trustworthy are now showing us really who they are doesn't mean again you're a doormat if you've moved deeper into love it means you're becoming more authentic it becomes you're hopefully getting more disciplined <laughs> I think sometimes for myself more than others but yeah you are you're becoming more authentically you but you're becoming more loving so as opposed to just staying stuck in the flesh so this is what we're seeing in the natural by the spirit we're seeing two people groups arise right now we're seeing the world, which is full of very, very selfish, evil men and women who are corrupt, trying to hold a people group hostage to, to Satanism. And then we're seeing the spirit, the religious spirit in the church, where a people group who are selfish and deceived, some evil, some pure evil, groups of people trying to force everyone or to be as intimidated as they are by the new things. And, and they are trying to get you just as stuck as they are, just in case they're wrong. Because then everybody can stay stuck with them. Have you ever heard, and, and it's almost like, I used to tell people this when I was doing drug and alcohol counseling. Um, hey there, good afternoon, everybody. But I used to tell people this, and I used to tell our clients this when we'd go in on Sundays to minister to them. And have you ever met those friends who, and they're in church, they're in all walks of life. You can't just label them to a people group. They're everywhere. But have you ever met those people who, who they have these analogies of like two birds of a feather flock together, two peas in a pod, two wrongs make a right. And I'm going to say wrong, wrong, because when one of those birds starts flying another direction, the first group can't handle the change that the first group's going through. So they start having a meltdown. And it's like the crabs in the pot. When the one crab starts getting out of the pot, because he's know, he knows in his spirit, he doesn't know how to explain it. He can't identify it. He hasn't even seen it yet. But he knows there's got to be more. He knows that life has got to be better. He knows God's got something more for him. But then you've got the other ones in the pot trying to hold him down. No, 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 it's safe in here. Don't leave here. No, 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 no. Really meaning that, no, don't leave me here because I'm not ready to change yet. And what if you're wrong? But and but what if I'm wrong? And if I'm wrong, at least we'll be wrong together. You know what God's 
this is the good news about God. Because God has a nice surprise for these crabs. They're a little bit crabby these days. And that God has already made a way out of no way for these two people groups to find out the hard way with some being uprooted out of the earth where they never hold people hostage again to their tyranny. Remember, judgment is here. And this is where we're starting to find out that God means what he says what he means, and he means what he says. He's not just talking to hear himself talk. So as for you, if you've been obedient for the little crab that's had the courage to climb out, Lord's saying to you, soon all you captives are going to be released so that you can go and do and be all that I meant for you to be. Because very soon now, unclean and godless people will no longer be able to enter your gates because you will no longer be in exile. What does that mean? I was trying to, I was like, where's this going, Lord? And he said, you've entered into my glory. You're entering into his glory. So what happens when you enter into God's glory? Have you ever walked in the glory before? I have. I don't mean that braggadociously. I'm just telling you, I did when I was 16. And it's like everything pings off of you like water on a duck's back. It can't touch you. It can't touch you. Why do you think the enemy's fighting you so hard right now? And, and all the darkness before this breakthrough is amping up around people. And why do you think God is trying so hard to get some of you to listen to him and to quit fighting him and to quit demanding your own way? He's, he's doing it because... He's trying to get you into a safer pasture. Remember God told the, his people, he said, you know, I'm able to keep that, which you've entrusted to me until that day, first of all. But secondly, Psalms 91, where he stated, a thousand will fall at your left and 10,000 at your right, but it won't come near you. How do you think that is? How do you think that is? Unless he first covers you with his own spirit. Why do you think you're trying to get his heart? That's what God's trying to do. He's trying to draw you in to the safe place. And so Lord takes it. That's where he took me to this last scripture. He said, as we go into the next phase of this conversation, he says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news and help to bring the people of Jerusalem home back to his heart. That's what he's looking for. Which takes us to Ephesians 5, 1 through 33. And this is where the conversation got interesting to me where he was talking about the hardest part of our walk is in coming back to God's heart. You ever thought about that? How hard that is? Because I've been thinking about it. And it is. It's, it's a challenge. And, and, it's, and it comes at the cost of having to get free, first of all. Because anybody can enter into the 12 gates. God's no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he does for all. But coming into his heart will cost you something. You can't manipulate your way there. You can't try to manipulate your way through the courts there. Trying to steal things or trying to do things that you know aren't according to God's will. That'll just get you judged, Josiah. That'll get you caught dead six feet under. And so the hardest thing then is learning to do things the hard way. And, and I don't know about you, but my family always taught me the only things that are worth having in life are come with, come with good old-fashioned hard work. You roll your sleeves up, you jump in there, and you agreed, Lord, whatever you wanted me to do, it's like getting a hard job. And sometimes I know when I was younger, I didn't like the jobs God, God 
gave me or led me to. And I was always remember thinking, I don't like, I don't want to do this, Lord. I'd rather do this over here or that over there. <clears throat> and God's like, but that's not where I placed you. I know what you can handle because I know what capacity you're at. I know what level you're at. I know what age you are. I know the future ahead of you. And I don't want you to burn yourself out before your time. So I'm trying, if you'll work with me and do what I'm telling you to do, I'm trying to bless you long term. And sometimes we don't always know that. The same thing happened to my dad, by the way, before my dad died. My dad was trying to, excuse me, my, well, God is my dad. But the Lord was trying to preserve my dad's life because he was under such a stressful job. And what, what the Lord did for him, my dad was up for a, being a general. And he was six months shy of being a general before he died. And he was under such a stressful job because his job was to help get men and women out of combat zones. Um, in times of war, and he was, he was at one time, and I'm not bragging, he was my dad. I loved him. I adored him. But his, he was asked to serve under a president. Uh, he was for, uh, flown between Fort Lee, Virginia, as the lead strategist in Texas. And so um, he was really gifted, very, very gifted. But that's my blessings from the Lord. And God's not going to allow blessings to be taken away from people when God has given them to you. Trust me, he, has, he takes offense to that. But my dad's life was preserved. And even though he thought his blessing was taken away, the Lord preserved his life longer by hindering him from moving into that capacity at an age where he was already worn out. He was tired. He was just exhausted. And he had done what God had asked him to do at that age. And so I was grateful for that extra time with my dad. But I would have liked to have had a whole lot more. So this is where God is at right now with some of the, the old guard. And we love you. We're not trying to be disrespectful. But the Lord is saying, let me do what I'm going to do because I know what I'm doing. And, and you don't want God to forcefully move you out of the way. That's my concern. So this is where God's saying the hardest part of your walk sometimes is coming back and relearning love. In learning how to do things, learning how to trust God in the hard things, learning how to trust God in the places we've never been before. And it's also a place that Paul was talking about where Jesus was actually a living sacrifice. Paul himself had to learn how to walk the love walk because he'd come out of killing Christians. He'd come, hey man, how are you doing, Lady Jeremiah? It's so good to see you. Really great to see you. So, but, but Paul had been, he'd come out, his job, he thought his job, I'm talking about a dichotomy, he, Paul thought his job was in killing Christians. He thought he was actually doing God a service. Did you, did you ever catch that when you read that passage? Where he was like, I'm so righteous. Where it really was self-righteous. But he was, he was killing his, he was killing brothers. Actually, they weren't related to him at that point. God had to save him. And he said, hey, he struck him blind on the road. And he said, hey, why are you persecuting my people? knucklehead bam on the road did you ever catch that so that's when he came through he had a damascus road experience and so he came back but he had to learn he had to relearn how to love he had to learn all about god and all god's ways of doing things and this is where the body of christ is at right now we're having to relearn these hard things because the church has fallen so far away from god's truths and who they think he is versus who he says he is and that's the other part of the equation so he had to relearn to do things 
And so what, what that, how that's impacting us right now is that goes back to that two people groups that we're talking about within the fourth people group. I told you the fourth people group that were depicted as moving into the new level of God's love. It's split off now. We've got two now. So this is where the friendly fire is happening within these two people groups because one of them's like, what did I do wrong? What, what? Just get free. That's all I saying. Just get free. Go get deliverance. Just get free. But trying to take you higher so that you don't get left behind. But he's also trying to preserve some of your lives because your job in one season was to help bring in that phase that you were used to bring in. And now God's like, no, I'm doing a brand new thing. and It's totally different. It's why you can't relate with it. It's why you don't understand it. It's why a lot of you are questioning it because you're like, that's not God. And God's like, just wait and I'll show it to you. It's not time yet. And it's almost like Jesus telling his mother and she's like, hey, will you make some more wine for the wedding? And he's like, woman, it's not my time yet. And a lot of you are trying to force the new move before it's time. And God's like, back up, Jackson, back off. It's not, it's not time. God knows the time. And he said, everything's made beautiful in its own time. But let him be God. You're, he, he's God and you're not. That's what he's trying to say. So he's trying to teach us to rely on him for everything. But a lot of these people are doing what's right in their own eyes instead of doing what God says is right. And so their walk is beginning to spiral more and more out of control. Seen people like this? I'm seeing it all around me. And it's hard. Matter of fact, learning, relearning love is hard because you have to keep your emotions under control in a day where injustices seem to come left and right. I got to wrap this up. And if, if you keep giving your heart over to God, despite the darkness, remember I told you the darkness is getting darker, darker and the light is getting lighter. But if you keep learning to give your heart over to God and you keep learning to run to God in all these things and doing exactly what he's telling you to do, You'll win the battle. You'll win the battle because he knows what's at the end. He knows how to get you there. He knows everything about everyone. He knows the end from the beginning. But if you keep doing what's right in your own eyes and you're not inquiring of God for every situation, matter of fact, if you're stuck in an old mindset, an old perception, that's the first place you want to start because you're going to have a hard time hearing him anyway. This is the problem within those two people groups. So we're seeing a, a retraining time for the obedient where God is calling us into the place of learning how to abide in the place of his heart so that we can maintain that power and we're seeing a huge difference in those vessels choosing to go their own way as God allows them to walk further and further away from himself because he can't allow a vessel to come near his heart until it changes until he he he's trying to change them basically until they agree that they need to be changed so that he can actually bring them closer. So the transformation process becomes a moot point at that point to me because the vessel is giving God no other choice but to draw back if they've chosen not to change. Those are the two people groups we're dealing with right now. And so the Lord's asking us today, are you a fragrance to my nostril or are you a stench unto my nostril? Are you? What are you? Can you define it? Because the testings, again, have gotten harder. But if it's made you stiff-necked, that usually means you didn't pass them in past seasons. You have to go back and you have to let him put his finger on some things. But if you found yourself in this wonderful place of loving at deeper levels, where it's gotten easier to love people, then that usually means you passed the test. And God's spirit is bearing witness with your spirit. 
And we're beginning, we're beginning, if I can talk, we're beginning to relearn how to walk in the light. And we can't, the Lord's saying you can't have fellowship with the darkness, so you can't live both ways. You can't have it your way and eat your cake too. You can't do it that way. So Lord's saying in this season, I'm expecting you to walk in wisdom and to use your time wisely. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful who you relate with and fellowship with because you become who you hang around. And so if you're sitting underneath leadership, and I'm not dogging leaders, I'm just telling you the point blank truth. It's going to make some people mad. But if you're sitting underneath corrupt leadership, God says what happens at the head trickles down. If you're seeing corruption in the body and you're seeing people act like hell and, and feel like there's no standard for anything when Jesus is the standard, love is the standard, that usually means the leadership's off. You need to be looking at this stuff. You need to be looking at it. It's important in this day and time. So this is why I believe God is telling us again to include him in all things, in all relationships, because he only he knows the heart. Which brings us to Psalm 69, 19 through 36 as we wrap this up today. And he's talking about sinking or singing. Are you sinking? Or are you singing? So this is a psalm, actually, that goes from prayer to praise or reproach to rejoicing. Because as David is going through this test, <clears throat> he began to pour his heart out to God. Okay. So the Lord's saying in this hour, no matter how painful your situation might be right now, you can tell God exactly. And trust me, I do. I did it today. <laughs> I told him how I felt today. And asked my team. I was frustrated. I got agitated. And God, I have a very real relationship with God, but I'm not so stupid as to leave God out of the equation and repent and say, okay, what are you trying to tell me? What, and he always gives me an answer every single time. And it's always good. It's always really, really good. So I can completely relate with this part of the scripture today because of my authentic relationship I have with Christ. Um. And, you know, there's sometimes I think that we go through such severe tense testings that I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes I, I, I've gotten mad at God before. And I was like, go talk to another prophet. I don't want to talk to you. Don't talk to me right now. I, I'm so mad at you. I, I, just, I could spit. I'm so mad at you. And then you hear that voice say, come, let us reason together. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe the sarcasm. And it's like, go talk to somebody else. And then he's like, and he, he'll get quiet. No, come on. He's like, come on, miss. Come on, miss. I want to tell you the truth about this. And he'll tell me. And, and then when he lets me pipe down and I, I talk to him about some different things, because I'm like, I don't know about you, but for front runners, your walk is usually pretty hard. It's usually pretty hard. You've probably gone through quite a few testings and probably gone through fiery testings for that matter. The last 30 years, as a matter of fact. And so, but the Lord is saying in this season, even though you're having to relearn love and even though you're having to Come back into authenticity. And even though you're stepping higher into me, says the Lord, don't forget, I do require you to maintain the standards. So you're going to have to learn to get a grip on it. We're going to have to learn to get a grip on it if we're going to maintain our position. Okay. So that's what I'm learning in this new place that we've stepped into. And what's really, really cool and it's hard about the love walk is when you finally do start learning to allow God to teach you his ways, you start gaining new weapons. You know that? Did you know love's a weapon? Love's a weapon. It's the most powerful weapon on earth. Did you know that? So instead of reacting to all these people and getting stiff-necked and losing battle after battle after battle, 
Love becomes a weapon that takes you deeper and more powerfully into other deeper weapons. But it's the most powerful weapon because, and the best part about it is too, is that <clears throat> the gifts and callings of God are without reproach. First of all, it means you can't give them back. And they can't be taken away. And, and, and everything in your destiny, nothing can be taken away from your destiny. Nothing like that. So he wants to clear that up real quick. Um, but the deeper you step into his spirit, which is his heart, the more responsibility you have. And so if he's not taking you deeper into his heart, that usually means because it's because he can't trust you. He can't trust a heart that chooses to stay outside in the flesh. He can't do that. He's not going to equip you with firepower if you're acting like a two-year-old. Because that means your mouth will run off like diarrhea, like it usually does probably, around people around you, and you'll start cursing people or abusing your position or your rank. I don't care what age you are. I don't care. We have 50, 60, 70-year-olds acting like 10-year-olds right now. And I'm not dogging you. But, I mean, it's like if you're going to act like it, go hang out with them. So the rest of us are trying to do what God's telling us to do. But, I mean, this is the problem in the body with quality versus quantity. He's not about numbers. He's about pure heartedness right now in this season. And so the problem is, and I love what I'm seeing right now with some leaders, some of these true prophets that are stepping up because they're like, hey, get your butt in gear. And God's saying, knock this crap off. We should have been saying that a long time ago. And then I have the religious right, the self-righteous one saying to me, who do you think you are? Who do you think? You're not of God. You're not like me. I don't want to be like you. Trust me, I don't want to be like you. I don't. You can keep you because you aren't a very nice person. Some of you out there are not very, very nice people. And then you watch this rev and I love you. God bless you. Come on back. Maybe you'll get free. Hopefully you are. Bless him, Lord. But if you're not, swipe on because it's a waste of your time and mine. And if you're going to stay self-righteous and, and go from and channel surf, too many voices confuse you. So choose somebody and stick with it, but do something. Make yourself useful instead of wasting everybody else's time. It's ridiculous. So we can be in the more, most difficult part of our walk right now. And as the Lord is trying to take us into deeper levels of love, and Lord's saying, in this hour, you can't just stay out there in your grave clothes if you want to come higher. And he's saying, if you want a relationship with me, you're going to have to get real. Because it's not like I don't know who you are anyway. Some of you, and that's from one of the old facades of the old, old, of the old guard. I'll call it the old guard of the church. It's the self-righteous church. And, and you may not be in that place, so don't get your panties in a wad. Just listen to me. Um, he's saying, the Lord is saying right now, I'm trying to bring my body out from underneath this mindset, not just the apparatus of religion, but out from underneath this mindset of, shh, shh we're not going to talk about anything. God's like, really? I want to talk about everything with you. I want you to tell me why you're treating your spouse like that. I want you to treat, I mean, talk to me about how you're embezzling money over here. I want you to tell me why you are taking money from the sheep when you should have had your butt in gear a long time ago, putting deliverance ministries in place and getting them fed and getting them merged. I want to talk to you about these things. When I've been trying to tell you the whole time and you've been disregarding everything I've been telling you, I want to talk about these things, says the Lord. I want to talk about why you pray cursings on people behind closed doors, why you're abusing the courts of heaven when you're up high in the spirit, when I'm getting ready to deplatform you because you won't listen to what I'm telling you to do. I want to talk about these things. See, God's a very confrontational God if you know my God. Doesn't mean he's unloving. He's full of love, full of righteousness, full of mercy. But when you tick him off, trust me, judgment will meet you at your front door. 
Shotguns loaded. Trust me. Trust me. Doesn't mean he doesn't love you. He'll love you the whole way through that he's taking you to the hospital. Trust me. You know, my dad did that one time. I'm going to tell you about this story my dad did. My dad never looked for problems. My dad was special forces. He was an awesome guy. Awesome man. He loved the Lord. He didn't always go around like, he wasn't called to preach, but so he was a typical military guy. But he was sitting in a bar one time and he had a fierceness on my dad. It, it was on all the hood boys. All the hood boys had it. And I'm not trying to be braggadocious like that. I'm not into that. Because I was kind of like the, the funky little duck that was in my family. I was a little black, whatever you call it, the black duck, the whatever they call it, the black sheep. <laughs> but my family knew I was different, so they protected me. But my dad was in this bar one time with his buddies. And he was sitting there minding his own business. He didn't, he didn't bother anybody. And he taught us not to bother people. But this man came up to him. And my dad, it never failed, man. People would come up and start trying to start crap with him. And my dad looked at the man very calmly. And he said, Sir, he goes, I don't want to hurt you. Because my dad knew his capacity. He knew his capacity to hurt people. He knew what he was physically able to do. And what he'd been trained to do. And... This man kept heckling my dad. My dad said, buddy, he said, if you keep this up, he said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And he was a man of his word. He said, I'm, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. He said, I'm going to take you to the hospital. He said, I'll take you to the hospital. I'm a man of my word. I'll take you to the hospital. He goes, but you're not ever going to do this to somebody ever, ever again. And literally, that man kept it up. And my dad whooped his ever-loving you-know-what. And he beat him to a pulp. And then he drove him to the hospital, dropped him off on the steps, and he went on. He kept his word. But I'm telling you, these are the kind of fights that are coming right now when the Lord's not into fighting. Don't get it wrong. Don't get me wrong. But if you want to take on the Lord, Acts 5.39, if you're taking on God, that's one fight you can't afford to have. Hey, if something's of God... A vessels of God, a ministries of God. God says, you're not fighting these people. You're fighting me. And I don't have the patience or the time any longer for you to be jacking around and doing your own thing. And then a lot of you keep getting stuck in these places where you're in this place where you do okay for a few minutes. And then you start listening to all these other voices around you and you get revved up again and you get back into your flesh again. And God's like, you should have listened the first time. The prophets are right. You're off. There's a way that seems right to a man or woman, but the end is death. He's given you Deuteronomy 17, 12 through 13. Go read the word. I'll read it to you first. You don't get off track, but it states. Where he states. The man who acts presumptuously by not obeying the priest or the prophet who stands to minister there before the Lord your God or the judge, that man shall die. If you're not listening and you've heard the word of the Lord and you know it's the word of the Lord and you're doing your own thing still, you get what you get. Which takes us into Proverbs 24, 7, where it speaks and says, Wisdom is too high for fools. In the assembly at the gate, they must not open their mouths. God doesn't have patience for it right now. And, and I really, really believe right now because God is on a mission and God is on a timeline. Everything's made forward in its own, and it's made beautiful in its own time. Excuse me. And if, and if this is what my perception is for the people that I'm seeing align right now, 
you really don't take offense to a lot of different things. You're just letting people be, and you're learning to love people like you've never loved before. I sense by the Spirit that a lot of you people on here are like, I've got this freedom, and I've got this love for people like I've never experienced love before. That's a good thing. That means you're coming into all truth. God called us to be lovers of truth. If the truth overwhelms you, that means you need some deliverance. If my words offend you, that means you need some deliverance. I'm not changing for you. I'm changing for him. I'm not here to serve at the pleasure of man. I'm here to serve at the pleasure of the king. But I can tell you, he's had about enough. And that's a so saith the Lord. I hope you're encouraged today. I love doing these things with you guys and having conversations with you guys. Um, it has been a groovy day. <laughs> I hope you've had a groovy day, a groovy week. And I hope to see you again on Friday. Um, as we take you into the weekend, I'm hoping God lets me do another one on these on Friday. It's always fun to do these backgrounds and entertain you and stuff. But my favorite thing is to bring the word of the Lord. And so if you're looking for a church home, looking for deliverance, I'm going to encourage you again. We're thinking about doing something new. We're thinking about going private. Um, and if you want to be included in different types of trainings, email me at yeshuanavigator at gmail.com. I want you to prove who you are and you're going to think I'm crazy, but I want you to put a copy of your driver's license or something in there to prove who you are, if you don't mind, because we're going to be acting like uh, we're not going to be acting like we're going to actually taking people on board to see if you want training and deliverance. And it's not open to just everybody because not everybody wants to get free that's the problem not everybody wants to get free so we do reserve the right to say you know you're not called the front runner you're not called to do this if your heart is not really in it why even waste your time and so we're here to get you free if, if you want to get free and you're you're open to whatever god's saying for you to do in this season start coming on in we'd love to be a part of your process but until then if i don't see you or hear from you then i'll look forward to seeing you friday and until then stay groovy I'll see you then, guys.